0: J-Dub Nation coming at you from the Duluth Weirman Media Studios. I'm back in my comfort zone. I'm back in my creative, intentional solitude bunker. And it is probably my favorite space that I have right here in Duluth, in front of the screen, in front of the microphone, doing research. When I'm not live, I'm conducting research. I'm doing empirical research. I'm using Google as my mom. I'm Googling every question you possibly could ask yourself when it comes to content, written word, photo and video, science, research, data, metadata, when it comes to quantum physics, when it comes to Gary Vaynerchuk, when it comes to non-fungible tokens, and when it comes to being an entrepreneur that's trying to grow, adapt, improve, and optimize. So thanks for being with us, audience. Thanks, Garrick, for jumping in. Thanks, Lydia, Tava. Te- What's up, ladies? What's up, Garrick? What's happening? So I'm talking about the fact that money is actually a public utility. I want to drive this conversation as much as possible. Most people don't realize that the government's blackie, I mean, the government's debt becomes our surplus. So if I'm the creator of money, then I first must spend it, in essence, fabricating and manufacturing it request, And then I also, so after I spend it, then it can become my surplus for the other people. But at the end of the day, if what's going on, you guys clowning on me. So at the end of the day, you can't earn money or you can't save money or you can't develop wealth without the government spending money into the system in the first place. Are you there or what? Do you actually, you want to talk or no? Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> she just hops in the freaking live. Well, I'm talking. Of, what are you in college for? Then are you in college? Yeah. Dope. Well, I'm talking about the public utility of money. Do you do you realize? Have you have you read about uh uh have you read about the modern day money theory? Oh, she left. A lot of people aren't that interested in this conversation, but the modern day money theory actually talks about this, and it's Stephanie Kelton. Stephanie Kelton wrote the book the debt myth and talks about this. And re- you have to realize that they've sold us on thinking that money, is, money and debt is a bad thing. Debt is a good thing. Debt creates a surplus for us to earn, to go get, to c- have. And then if you look at spending into the economy as the government's red ink, and then us earning it as the black ink, then that means debt is our surplus. The debt clock should be the debt surplus. And once you understand that the debt surplus would completely change the stress and anxiety and the reality and interpretation of the debt clock. So that's so essential because once you understand this, then you can start to understand the power that they're trying to leverage as far as the narratives at scale. Coercive monopolists like Rupert Murdoch and media outlets like Fox News, CBS, MSNBC, they are leveraging the narratives that debt is bad and they talk about China's debt and they talk about all these things. Thanks for being with us, Ethan. Thanks for being with us, Mitch. And they talk about all these narratives about the debt being bad. But at the end of the day, debt is actually, we have to flip it. We have to change our interpretation of it. It's a debt surplus because in order for us to pocket money, to throw it into an investment, to earn it, to stash it, to develop a surplus, we f- have to have it spent by the government first because they are the creator. They are the source of the money. So that's huge because so many of us, were consumed with this debt clock and we're like, oh, debt's terrible and it's such a big conversation when it comes to politics and education, is understanding that money is actually a public utility. It is the access to it that limits and creates scarcity. It's artificial scarcity. So we have to understand and have a conversations and dialogue around this topic of generating abundance of money because money's abundant. When you study digitization and fractionalization, if you can digitize something, you can fractionalize it and you can create fabricate and manufacture abundance from that digitization and fractionalization. So once you do this and you lean into it and understand it, then you start to realize that the natural law of the universe is abundant and money is abundant. If something is digitally created, like money is 90% of it digitally credited. Most money is digitally credited and digitally debited from bank accounts. The Fed has said it. Jerome Powell or one of the Fed, several of the Fed have mentioned it. When they add money to bank accounts, they go onto the computer and they credit it to your account. When you study fractionalization and digitization and the public utility of money and abundance, and you study modern day money theory, you realize that this is all a big conversation about game theory. It's about the fact that money is not a non-zero sum game. Money is abundant. Money is a zero, is an it's an it's not non-zero sum. It's a it's an a non-zero-sum game. And so many of us economists and business owners and people in America, they think it's money is a zero-sum game, but it's a non-zero-sum game. Meaning if I put my money into the stock market and I make 5000 or $10,000, that's being created, fabricated and manufactured. That's not being a minus from someone else, like in Monopoly. In the game of Monopoly... At the end of the game, someone makes all the money and everyone else loses. That is a zero sum game because someone has to make everything and it comes from everyone else and they end up with zero, zero to one. One winner, all the rest lose. So once you understand that money is not a non zero sum game, when they fabricate and manufacture it and they credit accounts digi- digitally and they credit money to your account, That's creating it. That is the fabrication and that is the manufacturing of that money. That is abundant. They could tomorrow generate as much money as they want and add it to the economy and create abundance for everyone. And the economy would flourish. Look at what the spending that is spent into the economy. It's flourishing, it's thriving, and it's robust. The most growth will come if we start spending more into the economy. The bigger we get and the larger our size, we are drastically behind when it comes to infrastructure, public utilities, and so forth. So. So much of this conversation is so powerful and relevant in understanding game theory and understanding modern day money theory and understanding debt clock and understanding it's actually the debt surplus and understanding the government's the creator of the money. And if I'm the creator of the money or I'm the creator or the source of something, I can never default on that. So if I owe someone money, I can just write them a check or I can pay them in a snap of a finger because I can fabricate and manufacture as much of that money as I need to. And if I'm the source of something, I also have to spend it first before anyone else can gain access to it. So once you understand that the larger we get as a population and the bigger we get and the lack of our infrastructure and the lack of our access to a public utility like money and Wi-Fi and internet and many other things and having conversations around this is really important and relevant because life and the universe is a non-zero is not a, it's a, not a competition it's a abundant game life is abundant natural laws are abundant and we need to start having conversations around the reality that it is simply the access to money that restricts our abilities and it generates artificial scarcity. And the coercive monopolists are leveraging this and they're manipulating it so they can generate artificial scarcity and inequities. When at the end of the day, if you had the power to credit everyone's bank account tomorrow $10,000 because money's abundant, you could do that in the snap of a finger. And no one would even notice. There's so much abundance in the world, and especially when it comes to money because it's fabricated and manufactured. So it's a really cool topic and a really relevant, fun topic for me. I love talking about these kinds of things and I most of all love game theory and I love the reality that money is abundant. And once you realize that, you realize that life is really, truly a game theory. It is a game. Life is one big theory and game. So once you understand that it's a really exciting, important topic and relevant topic to push at scale, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's why I have the podcast That's why I try to go live at scale and have these conversations and push this dialogue because it forces friction. It forces dialogue. We talk, we listen, we inspect. And at the end of the day, that is where we grow and optimize and improve. We practice, work and improve. We test, measure and develop. We inspect and we are transparent with one another and we adapt. And then moving forward, this is going to be something I continue to do. I'm going to start going live much more, and I'm going to start having these conversations consistently. I'm going to try and invite people in and have this conversation with others because I want to see and hear how people talk about the debt. When your life and day-to-day you talk to people, they say that, the debt's a big issue. Kyle Wilhow, shout out to Kyle Wilhow. He said, someone has to pay the debt back. Yeah. it's And I want to have conversations on a podcast and hear what someone has to say about these theories and understanding that we should all research game theory and non-zero-sum games and understanding that money is not a zero-sum game. And that if I make money, I can fabricate and manufacture it and I can... And that's not taking from someone else. That is not subtracting from someone else to give my plus one. And then we can start to lean into this conversation when it comes to our universe. When it comes to understanding our universe is a neutral universe. We live in a neutral Energy-wise, when someone dies, they don't change. They just transform their energy. We live in a neutral universe. So once you understand that, that is the perfect balance of a binary balance of the universe. That is the micro and the macro of existence. And that is the micro and the macro of quantum physics as well, via femininity and masculinity. In the middle is balance. And that's the important thing. And that's so important when it comes to being sigma rather than alpha or omega. We need to start having these conversations and dialogue. And it's really important for us to find binary balance. And it's really important for us to have these conversations and take the power from the media outlet. So at the end of the day, the public utility of money is restricted, generating artificial scarcity. When at the end of the day, it is actually 100% abundant. So how we vote and how we live and how we work and directly impacts how we're going to change the system. And if we vote and we live and we work in a system that perpetuates the problems because we're not taking drastic change because it's uncomfortable or it's challenging or it requires sacrifice or discipline or courage or commitment, then we are selfishly, in a way, partaking in perpetuating the problem. And we need to look in the mirror and ask ourselves, are we really one of those people? Because it's so easy to vote blue and ghost by night, partake in the problem by day and ghost by night or part, or vote by day and ghost by night, like vote and ghost, vote blue, because that makes me feel good and look good to my friends and family and neighbors. But when it comes down to it, I'm not really doing shit day to day when it comes to being a radical a rebel or someone that is deviating from the mean, because at the end of the day, deviation from the mean is what research is. That is where you find perspective. Perspective comes from deviation from the mean. Albert Einstein talks about it in his theory of relativity. You find awareness and perspective in the point of view, the POV you have have when it comes to the data, when it comes to the qualitative and quantitative, when it comes to the micro and the macro of our existence, when it comes to the micro and macro of matter, time, energy, and space. And when you understand that, that's essentially deviation from the mean. People that struggle to deviate from the mean and grow and adapt and optimize are lacking in IQ, a great measurement of IQ. Shout out to Isaiah Soul. He just shared and posted one of these the other day on a content is Albert Einstein said, one's ability to adapt and grow or be fluid and agile is a great measurement of intelligence. So at the end of the day, it's really important, relevant conversations and dialogue. So I appreciate appreciate everyone tuning in and continuing to support and watch the show, the JRW Audio Experience. And also, if you can, from the bottom of my heart, continue to support the More Love Nation. Uh, clothing movement. We are going to be probably opening a 501c3 at some point and starting recovery is possible. We are also in the midst, me and Isaiah Soul, of starting our first NFT launch. We're going to be doing a non fungible token launch with our own character av- cav- avatars. We're going to generate avatars for ourselves and our characters, and we're going to add in the utility of being on our show, spending time together, flying you to spend time with us advertising for you, developing your podcast, developing your clothing store, and developing your business so that you can sustain and flourish and be a, someone that deviates from the mean. So we're going to be offering all that on Patreon. And Isaiah soul is a big part of that, as, as is the More Love Nation movement, as will be Garrick Banks and the Boss Team Banks. Garrick Banks has been sacrificing. Shout out to Garrick. He's been grinding, hustling, and doing it from the bottom. So uh, at the end of the day, I'm really appreciative of people that continue to watch, support, and tune in. Your attention is truly our oxygen here at Weirman Media. So I want to say thank you. And at the end of the day, I also want to ask you if you can, from the bottom of my heart, continue to like, share, subscribe, and download the podcast. It means a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.